BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air as the Batcats get ready to take the field. Rockets want deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar Baseball, here's Brent Norton. Well, the Cougars will come up as we are ready for action. Brian Sewell lead it off. He'll be followed by Brian Call, who gets the start in the DH role tonight, and then Brock Hale in center field. They'll go against Hayden Pierce. Pierce, two wins, no losses. 1.80 earned run average for the right-hander. And the first pitch is outside ball one. 90 degrees of game time here in Stockton. A little cooler than yesterday, but still plenty warm here in the high desert of uh, Central California. Sue steps back in. Here's the pitch, and that Brian fouls one off down the left field line. Again, 317 down the line here. There's about a 24-foot high wall out there all the way from the left field foul pole all the way almost to left center. But if you lift the ball here with that wind blowing, we saw three balls taken out of here last night over that wall. 1-1 pitch to Sue is a curveball. It's up a little bit high for ball one. Cougars won 11-7 in extra innings. Zach Peterson, 0-11, the freshman, coming into last night's at bat. And he came up with bases, loaded two men out, and all he did was hit a grand slam home run. Sue showed bunt. Went after it and missed it. So uh, the count now 2-2 two and two on the Cougar second baseman. Yeah, third baseman backed up as the pitch was coming. He thought he could sneak one in there, but uh, just swung right through that on the bunt attempt. 2-2 two and two the count. Here's the pitch from Pierce. Curve ball. Ball's grounded into left field. Base hit for Sue as the Cougars lead off with a single, and that will bring up a Brian Call. Brock Hill will bat third and play in center field. Jackson Clough, shortstop, bats cleanup. Austin Deming at first base, bats fifth. Mitch McIntyre in left will bat sixth. Abe Valdez behind the plate today, the catcher. He'll bat seventh. Casey Jacobson at third base, bats eighth. And Danny Jelich gets the start in center field for BYU. So they uh, sit Noah Hill down after that heat uh, last night. I think a good move to give uh, Noah a day off, especially after what he's been through over the last week. First pitch to call is outside ball one. Yeah, I mean, his health is the most important thing, and you don't want to overwork him getting back from that uh, traumatic injury that he had. Especially tomorrow afternoon game. That's going to yeah. be really warm. Absolutely. Want to know the count? Quick throw to first, and uh, Brian Sue back in safely. Nate Verlin's the first baseman tonight. James Arakawa at uh, second. Kevin Somdry moves from third to short tonight, and Lade DeForest A is the third baseman. That pitch is over for a strike. James Free is behind the plate. Hayden Pierce on the mound. Tyler Ryan's in left. Keaton Glover is in center. Bradley Jekic is in right field. Just started here in Stockton. Klein family field. Another quick throw to first. And back in safely is uh, Brian Sue. Well, today's pitching matchup is pretty interesting. Pearson and Walker are two guys that aren't going to kill you with velo. They're guys that have three-pitch mixes that really throw strikes and try to get you out. Here goes the runner and the throw down, and they're going to get Sue as free. Good arm back there behind the plate throws uh, Brian Sue out for out number one. Yeah, a little hit and run action right there, and, uh, and Brian swung through it on the outer half, and Sue's easily thrown out at second. So a ball and two strikes to call. And uh, Hayden Pierce... Rocks and fires, and that pitch is outside ball one. Yeah, when you look at Pierce's stats, uh, 
This will be his ninth start. He's only thrown 35 innings, 31 hits, 11 runs, 21 strikeouts, and opponents hitting 233 against the right-hander. He is a sophomore out of Chino Hills, California. Is a call a little uh, off the end of the bat down the third baseline foul. Yeah, I mean, ERA is really good, but, you know, you look at his, his actions, and he doesn't have a ton of stuff that's going to beat you. He pitches to contact and tries to get you to get yourself out. Cougars are the ultimate front runner. When they score in the first inning, they are 11-0 and 0 this year. Pitches outside for a ball three and two. So three balls, two strikes, a count to Brian Call, who gets the start at DH tonight for BYU. Cougars still looking for that really consistent guy at the DH role. There's a little looper left fielder. Tyler Ryan's under it and makes the catch for the out. Yeah, you're right, Brent. Just still trying to find a guy that can just win that job. Right Nobody really wants to take it over. Everyone's getting some opportunities. They just haven't really gotten hot to where it's theirs. Between the in half innings here, we're going to play uh, Coach Mike Littlewood's thoughts before this ball game. With the game starting right on top of the hour, we're not able to play those. So we'll, we'll have those for you right after the Cougars are retired here in the first. First pitch to Brock Hill. Big curveball drops in for a strike. Well, teams love facing Brock Hill when nobody's on base. They can kind of pitch around and, and throw breaking balls and try to see if he can get himself out. Hill had a home run last night. Pitch is uh, down low. A ball and a strike. Brock two for six last night, a double and a home run, two RBIs. Leads BYU now with eight home runs on the year. And here's the pitch from Pierce. That ball's rocketed into center field. Base hit by Brock Hill. Boy, just stayed back on that curveball and lined it right up the middle. Yeah, good swing right there. Breaking ball, like you said, down the middle and just hit it right back up the box for a two-out single. Brings Jackson Clough to the plate. Clough two for five last night. Cougars really had some heroic performances. Abe Valdez in the ninth inning doubled in the tying run to get it into extras. And then, of course, the Peterson Grand Slam in the 10th was the difference maker. Yeah, such a crazy game. So many different. We finally took a lead there in the ninth for the first time all game and then gave it up on a, on a pass ball and then able to find a way to, to win it in the 10th. Two men out, and the pitch is fouled up and off of uh, Free the catcher. Really need to get uh, Jackson Clough going, Brent. You know, his last two weekends, he really hasn't been swinging it like he normally has. He had a really good at-bat in the ninth that extended that inning yep. to give Abe the chance to drive in the runs. Hopefully he can build off that and, uh, and have a good day today. Yeah, Jackson's average has dipped to 331. Does lead the Cougars with 41 RBIs, and that pitch is up high for a ball. Might mention uh, Pepperdine bit, did, did beat LMU earlier today. So that gives uh, LMU, who is the top of the conference, the leader in the conference for the first three weeks. They now have uh, seven losses. The ball fouled off. And with the win, Pepperdine moves to 8-8 eight and eight on the year. Also, uh, St. Mary's really handing it to San Diego 15 to nothing the last time we yeah, checked. Yeah, in the seventh inning. And so with the win, uh, St. Mary's gets their ninth win, and uh, San Diego picks up their tenth loss of the year. Another throw to first, and again, Brock Hill back in safely. One ball, two strikes to Jackson Clough. 
Pierce's pitch just off the plate for ball two. Yeah, Free really tried to frame that pitch and bring it back. It was clearly in the other batter's box. The Pacific dugout is screaming for strike three, but that was a good three or four baseballs outside. Two and two now the count. And the pitch, and ball fouled straight back again. Cougars 27 and 10 now on the year. 11 and 5 in the conference. Pacific 21 and 20 after the loss last night, and they dropped to 8 and 11 in the conference. Game two of this three game set tomorrow, 1 o'clock here, 2 o'clock back in uh, the Mountain Time Zone. We'll have all the action for you here on your BYU radio. Ball popped up down the left field line. Long run for the left fielder, but that ball's going to land out of play. That'd be nice to see Jackson just uh, drive one somewhere in a gap. Yeah, if he's, I mean, the way they have him shaded right here with the center fielder playing in left center, huge gap there in, in the right center area. That's the big, biggest part of the field, one of the biggest parts of the field. If you can split that gap there, Brock's going to score easy, and it'd be some good confidence for him. 2-2 pitch to Clough. That's down low, ball three. Well, good at bat here. Fouled off some good pitches, got the full count. Now you got Brock Hill taken off, so he definitely splits the gap here, and you got a chance to score and run here in the first. Here's a 3-2. Ball fouled off again. Hale was going on the pitch on the 3-2 count. Cougars come in with a 284 batting average. One of the leaders in the conference. Brock's got to be tired over there. That's two or three times yeah. he's had to sprint to second on a foul ball and go back. In 3-2, and that pitch is up high and outside, so a walk. Cougars with runners at first and second base. First baseman number 25, Austin And Deming. Austin Deming, Cougar first baseman, will come up. Austin 0 for 3 last night. 250 average coming into the game, a home run and 12 RBIs for Deming. Funny, who would think that Austin Deming would be the starter first baseman for BYU, but uh, that's kind of the way it's turned out right now. Pitch is a curveball outside, ball one. Yeah, no, he's really just kind of taken that job over the last month of the season and had some big hits, and this would be another one right here to get that confidence going because he's a confidence guy. If he has a good first or second at bat, he usually has a really good game. One ball, no strikes. Here is Pierce's pitch. Deming... Pops this one up and out of play. It's superhero night tonight in the ballpark, so they're giving, uh, they want everybody to dress up, and they're giving little capes out, superhero capes. Uh, Last night in the ballpark, I think there were uh, listed 350. I don't think there were quite that many. Looks like about the same size tonight. A ball and a strike to Deming. That pitch almost hit him way inside for ball two. Yes, it did. Just just almost hit him. I thought it was going to get him, and he just got out of the way. McIntyre's on deck, and then he'll be followed by Valdez. Valdez, that big double in the ninth, tied it up. And got the Cougars into extra innings. Deming uh, checked his swing, but went around two and two the count. How about Zach Peterson? Young man, only 11 at-bats on the year. Was 0 for 11. 
And he hits one out, and not only did he hit it out, he hit it way out. Yes, he did. So happy for him. Two and two, the count. Here's the pitch. Deming, boy, good swing at that one. Just missed it, fouled it right straight back. Well, that's the pitch he needs to hit. He's been struggling with the breaking ball of late, especially the one that runs away from him from a right-handed pitcher. And he got a fastball elevator right there that he could have done some damage with and just fouled it straight back. Now you got a battle here. Get that breaking ball. Just flip it into right and get yourself an RBI. Two balls, two strikes. And here is the pitch to Deming. That's down low, ball three. And, boy, if anything, Pierce just running that pitch count up here early in the ballgame. Yeah, he really is. That's a good thing to do here in the first inning. Well, runners are moving here, so a little action. Deming steps back in. Three balls, two strikes. Clough at first, Hale at second. And here's the pitch. Runners going, popped up. Playable second baseman going out, calling everybody off, and he will make the play for the out. We'll send it back uh, and listen to Coach Mike Little and get some of his pregame thoughts right now. We're here with head coach Mike Littlewood, game two. Pacific in Stockton. Coach, uh, boy, the ultimate team win last night. Everybody on the team uh, did the job and uh, pulled out a great win. Yeah, last night it took every single guy in here. We, we were down to two position players and, uh, you know, a couple guys that could still throw. Um, that's what, what's nice about our bullpen is we had plenty of guys out there that we felt like could, could get us outs if it went to extra innings. But uh, can't say enough about um, Abe Valdez's at-bat and, and really the, the at-bat before that with Clough. Uh, getting that single, I mean, just every every guy just grinded it out last night, and we we never felt like we were out of this game. Easton Walker tonight, I'm sure you just want the same thing out of Easton. You've, he's giving you the whole year. Yeah, throw throw strikes, throw the ball where you want to, and throw quality strikes. Um, you know, the, the guys are saying this mound's a little bit a little bit flat. It's high, but it's a little bit flat, kind of like San Diego's, which would lead to the ball being up in the zone, and that's kind of what we've what we've seen. So. I think um, just kind of making those adjustments, knowing that as you go out there, hopefully that's going to get Easton down in the zone. Jillich, the starter tonight in center, still looking for that one guy that can can consistently swing the bat for you. And and Danny, we all know what he brings to you defensively. Yeah, I mean, I think offensively we're we're going to get the same thing. Jaron came in and did a good job for us last night, got a fastball up and uh, turned on it for a home run. But he was exposed just a little bit when they started spinning him and throwing change-ups and um, so we just feel like defense first tonight, with, uh, but we got to keep Mitch in there. And Jelly's our, Danny Jelly's our best outfielder. And so we're going to put him in center and, and uh, just hopefully in the nine hole he can turn around the lineup and put, a, put together a couple good at-bats. All right, Coach. Hey, good luck. Uh, we'll talk to you in the postgame. Okay, thanks, Brett. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. I'd like to thank Coach Littlewood for those pregame thoughts and comments as uh, Cougars go to the bottom of the first. They had a chance there with runners at first and second, and uh, Deming popped up to end the inning. Easton Walker's completed his uh, warm-up tosses, and we are ready for the Tigers to come to the plate. James Arakawa, Bradley Jekic, and James Freed, the first three hitters for the Tigers. Tigers got off to an early start last night, up 3 to nothing in the first. Cougars battled back. It seemed like they were battling back the entire ball game down by a run or two. Until finally there in the 11th, we were able to put it away. Or in the 10th. First pitch from Easton Walker up a little bit high as Arakawa showed bunt. Pulled the bat back. 
Arakawa is the second baseman for the Tigers. And here is Walker's pitch. That's over for a strike. Defensively, Deming at first, Sue at second, Clough the shortstop, Casey Jacobson at third, McIntyre in left, Jelilich in center, and Brock Hale in right. And, of course, Easton Walker on the bump for BYU with Abe Valdez behind the plate. Ball hit right up the middle. That is going to be through for a base hit by Arakawa. Easton Walker this year has been absolutely incredible for BYU. As his stat line is just almost, they have to look at it and think, could this really be true? He's got a 0.89 earned run average. He's second in the nation behind Chad Sykes of UNC Greensboro. Sykes has picked uh, 12 fewer innings. Walker is only allowing 1.43 walks per nine innings. Did not allow an earned run for his first 34 innings pitched. And so this young man has had a fantastic sophomore year. First pitch is over for a strike. Easton Walker, the young man out of Pleasant Grove High School. Walker wearing number nine in the back of that jersey, 5'9", 160. And here is the 0-1 pitch from Walker. Curve ball. That is a foul ball, just foul down the first baseline. Big high hopper that got over Deming's head. Very fortunate right there for the Cougars as that would have been extra bases for Jekic. And Walker now ahead in the count, 0-2. This Pacific team hitting 260 as they come to the ballpark tonight. They don't run a whole lot. They've got 19 stolen bases this year. About half what the Cougars have. And here is Walker's 0-2 to Jekic. Boy, just missed down low. Good pitch. Might have been just a little bit out of the zone. Tough pitch to take with two strikes. Yeah, it definitely was. Really close pitch. Again, Pepperdine beat LMU today. Uh, Shut out. And San Diego leading still 15-0, I believe, over St. Mary or uh, St. Mary's over San Diego, 15-0. That game's being played up in uh, Moraga. So two balls and two strikes the count to uh, Jekic. Another action later tonight. Uh, Santa Clara is at Portland. San Francisco's at Gonzaga. And we'll bring you those uh, updates as we go throughout the evening. Walker, two balls, two strikes. And here's the pitch. Just a little bit low again for ball three. Phil Luker. Unlike last night, Dan Payne, quite a bit smaller zone. Yeah, those are two pitches that he's balled that are really close. Just might be a little down. Three and two the count with Arakawa at first base. We'll see if they maybe start him here with a three-two count. There he goes. Ball hit right back to Walker. He loves it. His only play to first base is he'll throw to first for the out. Walker... Looked like might have taken one off the uh, the uh, left arm. Fortunately, not the right arm. Might have got him on the wrist as he's out there kind of looking down at his hand. 
as you've mentioned, Easton, a fantastic athlete, was able to make the play and then came up and uh, just kind of started shaking his hand. Fortunately for BYU, it's 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 the hand you want to have hurt. Yes, yeah, the left hand. But uh, interesting, where it maybe got him in the wrist. Might have yeah. might have got him on the wrist. Yeah. One man out. James Free will be the next hitter. But uh, umpires, Coach Littlewood, the trainer out. Checking on Walker. Easton's not going anywhere. He's a tough kid, a little bulldog. Gonna take a lot more than that to get him out of this game. So a runner at second for James Free, one of the top uh, players in the league. Free four for four last night, a pair of home runs, three RBIs. And he steps up there early in the first inning with a runner in scoring position. 352 average for free. He's got eight uh, home runs. He and uh, Brock Hill, amazingly similar uh, similar statistics. And Walker from the stretch looks back at second. Pitch is over for a strike. Yeah, James Free was seeing the baseball last night. It was actually a funny conversation. And as me and Coach Littlewood, after his uh, post-game interview, we're walking to the bus, he said, you know, in that ninth inning, if Free would have come up, I would have walked him to give up one run to not let him hit a grand slam to tie the game. <laughs> That's the type of night he had last well, night. You know, he had walked him. That was in the 10th, right? Yeah. He had walked him in the ninth intentionally, yeah. and, and he was the potential yep. go-ahead run. I talked to him in the dugout today. I said, man, that's a gutsy move, but I, I would do the same thing. And that ball gets away from Valdez, and the runner moves up to third base. Ball that just popped under Valdez's glove. A little slippery out there. Valdez picked it up and then slipped on the grass right behind the uh, home plate area. Yeah, unfortunate there because now you're a ground ball to the right side scoring a run or a sack fly and and freeze a guy that puts the ball in play. James Free having a fantastic year, 159 at-bats, 56 hits, only 27 strikeouts. There's a line drive base hit right up the middle, and Free has not been retired yet in this series. RBI single. Five for five on the series now with a walk. Have yourself a weekend. It's only game two. DeForest Yeh now steps in. He's playing at third base tonight. Moving over from first base last night. Well, minimize here. Get yourself a double play ball. Keep this to just one run this inning. Well, Easton giving up about a run a game, and so hopefully that's that's the run here in the first inning. First pitch over for a strike. Cougars have won seven of the nine series they've played this year. Won this one. They will have won uh, eight of ten going into tomorrow. As Walker with the 0-1. Pitch is fouled off. James Free, um, unlike last week, the Seattle catcher, the Cougars completely shut him. What was he, 0 for 12, 0 for 13? Yeah, I think he sent it 0 for 12. Uh, Kale? Kale, 0 for 12. 0 for 12. Came in about a 419 batting average. Yeah, and Cougars shut him down, but uh, not this week with uh, Free. DeForest Day steps back in. Here's the 0-2. There's a ball hit out to Jackson's left. This could be two on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. 
6-4-3, and the Cougars retire. Pacific not for the Tigers, got one run on two hits, no errors. Nobody left. We're through one complete now. one nothing Pacific leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Mitch McIntyre steps in as we go to the second inning. Pacific with a, a run in the first. Cougars had an opportunity. Runners at first and second base before the pop-up by Deming ended the inning. McIntyre two for five last night. He's hitting 297. That average just keeps creeping up for Mitch. Pitches outside, ball two. It's just crazy to think a month ago he was batting like 230. Two, 230. Yeah, yeah. 233, I remember. Really has got it going. It's awesome. Two ball pitch. McIntyre takes that one inside for ball three. Valdez, the catcher for the Cougars, is on deck. Mitch, a sophomore out of Tooele, Utah. Four home runs on the year. Hit the big home run in uh, Seattle last week against the University of Washington, and that pitch is outside ball four. And I'm telling you, Dale Luker, this uh, umpire got a small zone. Both pitchers kind of in d- disbelief at some of the calls they're getting here early. Well, really small compared to last night. Yeah. It was so huge. So this is actually kind of a normal zone. I like this zone. If it's If it's across the wide, it's a strike. If not... It's a ball. Valdez steps in. The most interesting thing about Valdez, 3.14 average, only 35 at-bats. He has 11 hits and 12 RBIs. You talk about uh, hitting with guys in scoring position. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that. More RBIs than, and I think, than at-bats. And I think he has five hits as a pinch hitter and seven RBIs in as, as a pinch hitter. It's just phenomenal. One ball pitch, that's over for strike. He has been better as a pinch hitter than when he starts yeah. with a bat. You know, it's like you go into a game late and you just go up there and hit. You don't have to think. And he's run really good at that. If he can, you know, bring that into a start, he, he's going to be really good. One ball, one strike to count to Valdez. The problem that Abe's facing is that you have Noah Hill, who's been one of our best hitters all season long ahead of him. So when he gets his starts, he's got to really make it count. 1-1 one, one pitch. That's over for a strike. And, and he's tough to DH because then you've got both catchers exactly, in the lineup. And, exactly. And uh, so that makes it kind of a, a nightmare. Or it could be a nightmare if you had an injury somewhere in a game. Another throw to first. And uh, McIntyre again back in safely. Mitch uh, this year uh, five stolen bases and five attempts. Here's the one-two. Valdez, a slow roller out to the shortstop. He's got it on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. That's a really good double play because that's a high two-hopper to short. I didn't think they'd get enough time to turn that, but Valdez doesn't run well, so they made that play and a nice double play for him. Number 16, Casey Jacobson. Casey Jacobson steps in. Casey had a couple of hits last night. He doubled early in the ball game. Hitting 215 now with a pair of home runs and nine RBIs. And Hayden Pierce's first pitch to Jacobson is over for a strike. Jacobson with the 0-1. Curve ball catches the outside corner 0-2. 
Boy, and Pierce just really relies on that off-speed braking pitch. Yeah, he's got a slider and a curveball, and he started Casey off with both of them, each one for a strike in this at-bat. Did the same thing to Abe. Here's the 0-2. That's down low. Mike Littlewood in his uh, seventh year as the head coach of BYU now, 103 wins, 72 losses for Coach Littlewood. Trent Pratt, Brent Herring, Michael Bradshaw, and Tuckett Slade here. Up here in the booth, part of the uh, staff. Jacobson swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Cougars retired here in the second. No runs, hits, or errors. No one left. We are through one and a half. One nothing Pacific leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Every day brings opportunity for constant wonder. I'm Marcus Smith. Explore, discover, and engage the world along with me. On Constant Wonder, we learn about nature and humans, art and science, anything at all that can be approached by any of the five senses. Innate curiosity, the kind we all had as children, is behind it all. Let's do it together on Constant Wonder, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on BYU Radio. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Bryce Kirk, the DH, steps in. First pitch outside, ball one from Easton Walker. Here's the 1-0, and that's up high back to the screen. 2-0 the count. Coach Littlewood talked about the mound here being a little flat. The right height, but he said it's a little flat, which might make the pitchers throw up a little bit. Yeah, it makes it stay a little more elevated, and you're seeing that in the last two games by by both staffs. 2-0 pitch. Ball fouled off. Cougars are 6-4 and four this year against Power 5 conferences. Ranked anywhere from 18 to number 30. Several uh, polls. Now we've got a timeout. Dan Payne, the uh, first base umpire. is a stop play for something. So two balls and a strike. There's a little girl that was kind of exposed over there, not behind the netting, and the umpire wanted to make sure she was safe with the lefty up. It's in foul ground there. Two balls and a strike. Here is uh, Easton Walker's pitch. Ball hit down toward uh, Casey Jacobson. Great play by Jacobson on a backhand. Throw to first for the out. Good play there by Casey. Yeah, really good play. He's, he's playing in the six hole with the shift. That ball was hit to the regular third base spot, and he was able to go and backhand that and make an easy throw. Mitch McIntyre got the win last night, and they switched the wild pitch to a pass ball, which kept his ERA at zero for the year. So McIntyre with a win now, three and one on the year. Here's the first pitch curve ball over for a strike to Nate Verlin. He's the first baseman. Didn't start last night's game. Yeah, they had a couple of switches in last night's game. They gave that one and they, they took away a hit from Clough is what I heard. So they, that, that little dribbler that he hit to second base, they gave that an error. So, which we kind of thought it might have been an yeah. error live, but we're taking the hit at the time. Here's the 0-1 high and tight. So McIntyre with the uh, 0 ERA in 14 innings. Easton Walker in .89 ERA in through 50 innings, 34 strikeouts for this kid, holding opponents to a thir- .213 batting average. 
Here's the 1-1 ball hit pretty hard. Just past Deming at first base for a one-out single. Yeah, Deming had a late reaction. It's like he didn't see that. That ball, by the time he dove, it was kind of by him. If he takes a hard step and dives, he probably gets to that. Tyler Ryan steps in, the left fielder. He was two for five last night. Well, and he had the biggest at-bat of the game for Pacific after the, after the pass ball. There was second and third with him up and one out, and he pops up. If he just hits a sack fly, it's a ball game, and they win in nine innings. But uh, Mitch was able to get him to pop up and then Sandry to roll over, and we went to the 10th and won it. Ryan, 261 average, does have a home run this year. The first pitch is over for a strike. 317 down the left field line here. There's a about a 24-foot wall from the left field corner all the way over to right center. But that's the prevailing wind also blowing out toward left. So saw a couple of home runs hit over that wall last night. And you get the ball in the air. Got a good chance of hitting it out here. That short porch right down the line. There's a ground ball. Jacobson's got on the second for one. Return to first. And the Cougars have turned a couple of double plays here early. That one 5-4-3. And Pacific is retired. We're through two complete. Pacific one, BYU nothing. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Danny Jelilich steps in for the Cougars. First pitch from Hayden Pierce over for a strike. Owen won the count to the Cougar center fielder Jelilich. Danny hits that ball hard right at the left fielder who makes the play for the out. Good uh, Good swing there by Jelilich, but hit it right at uh, Ryan. 15, yeah, good breaking ball down the middle. He hit it hard right at the left fielder. Didn't even have to move. One man out, top of the order, Brian Seuss. Seuss singled to lead the game off. Then he was caught stealing and was retired, and uh, he will step in for the second time, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Brian Sue. Not like him last night, 0 for 4, with, but even more weird, two strikeouts. Yeah. Owen won the count. Pierce's pitch is up high for a ball. Well, he missed a home run just by about a foot in that game. But you're right, it's not likely to see him strike out too often. Brian coming in, uh, 138 at-bats, second on the team in at-bats. That pitch is over for a strike, one and two. Had uh, now 50 hits. Again, the amazing thing about that, only two doubles for Sue in those 50 hits with his speed. Here's the one, two. That hits him. Came in, got him on the left leg. Just got away from uh, Hayden Pierce. That's not a fun place. He gets hit in the front of the thigh there. Up by the hip. That's not a fun place to get hit. I don't think there Ryan. is a fun place to get hit. Is true. There? Very true. <laughs> Very true. I was When you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah. let me think if I can think of a fun place to get hit. <laughs> I didn't mind the hamstring so bad. Maybe with bases loaded, bottom yeah. of the ninth, you get hit. That, that That's fun. Get the uh, game-winning RBI. I'll take one anywhere for that. <laughs> Absolutely. First pitch to Brian Call is outside ball one. As long as Brian doesn't get hit in the hands or the head, I'm happy. He's had so much bad luck this year with that. Throw to first, and uh, back in safely is Brian Sue. 
Well, Brian Call's really cooled off since that hot start that he had. He got a, I think he did get a finally he got a knock against uh, Oregon in that game three, but uh, below 200 now at that average. Pitch to Call is outside. Brian Call 171. He flew out to uh, left field his first time up. That's the big thing too. He's got to get the ball out of the air. He needs to hit on the line. Pitch is up high for a ball. 3-0 and the count. And you see him every day in batting practice. I mean, I see him spraying balls yeah. all over the field. He's a line drive machine. Line drives over short, over second, down the line. Just timing just a little bit off in the games. 3-0. and That's up high ball four. So a hit batter and a walk, and the Cougars in business here in the third inning. As Brock Hale steps in, Brock singled his first time up. Well, their guy got the big RBI in the bottom of the first and free, and now you have Brock up with a chance to tie this game up, and that's what you want. You want to have your big boppers up with winners in scoring position. That's your best chance to win a ball game. See, Reynoso, the left-hander, running down to the bullpen, getting uh, loose. We knew he'd probably be the second guy in in tonight's ball game, and the first pitch to Brock Hill is a big slow curveball that just caught the outside corner for a strike. Left fielder. Got his heels on the warning track out there. Huge right center gap right now. Here's the 0-1 pitch from Pierce. Before that, a throw back to second base to keep uh, Brian Sue close to the bag. So the Cougars right now, the only team in the conference with five losses. LMU now has uh, seven losses. And uh, San Francisco and Gonzaga, the other two teams with, with six, they're playing tonight up in Spokane. Here's the 0-1, popped up. Center field, Brian Sue's going to try to uh, tag. Here he comes. Here comes the throw. The com- throw comes into second base. And so Hale flies out to deep center, moves Sue to the third base back. So the Cougars at the corners for Jackson Clough. Yeah, same breaking ball that he hit for a single in the first inning. He just got under and flew out to deep center. Well, now you got a chance for Clough to add on to that team leading RBI. Cougars had runners on base in every inning, just haven't been able to come up with a big base hit. Clough walked his first time up. It's a good matchup for Clough. Center fielder playing very shallow for Clough and in the left center field hole, and that ball's going to be in for a base hit. Run will score. Call around second base. He's going to go to third. He'll slide in safely. So Jackson Clough with his 42nd RBI of the year. little soft uh, looping liner into right field. Well, and that's what you need right there. 100% is what you need. You need your guys to come up in situations and get big-time RBIs. Good swing there by Jackson. Good job there by Call to get to third base on that uh, line drive into right, and Deming steps in. Austin was up there the last time with runners at first and third. We'll see what he can do here. He popped up the last time. As Hayden Pierce looks in, here's the first pitch. Deming rips on deep left field. Left fielder looks up. This ball is out of here. Three-run home run by Austin Deming as he just jumped on that slow curveball and the Cougars have put four on the board here in the third inning. 
I love that. He knew what he was looking for, Brent. He was looking dead red at a, at a breaking ball first pitch, and he got it, and he didn't miss it. Great, great swing by Austin Deming. That's his second home run as a Cougar, RBIs. Number 13, 14, and 15 in the Cougars. Uh, put four on the board here in the inning. And eventually they only have three on the board on the scoreboard, but uh, it is uh, four to one. As Mitch McIntyre will step in with uh, two men out. Uh, Mitch walked his first time up. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's over for a strike. How long do you think it'll take before the scorekeeper realizes the scoreboard's wrong? <laughs> I mean, after last night. It yeah, could be a couple it innings. It could be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. they struggled a little bit last night. Had to go in there in the ninth inning and recreate two innings <laughs> worth of stuff for them. 1-1 one, one pitch. That ball's hammered foul down the left field line. Well, we didn't well it was like they've never had a DH yeah, or yeah. a guy come in and pitch yeah. that's been a DH or, you know, whatever. I mean, they just didn't get it. Yeah, and I'll take a little bit of that blame because I went to go help him with the changes. And there's only two <laughs> spots that Jellich could have came in, and we both guessed wrong. We both put him in the wrong spot, and when he came back up in the 10th to lead off, we're like, uh-oh, we put him in the wrong spot, which then kind of threw them off. Cougars, four runs on four base hits, and uh, balls fouled off by McIntyre. Well, the, the TV shows four runs, but uh, the scoreboard on the main field still shows three, so... It was a three-run home run after the single by Clough to score a run. All so, done with two outs. Yeah, it is 4-1. Ball is up, and they said uh, McIntyre on his check swing went around. Cougars with four runs. They got those four runs on just two base hits. There were no errors, and nobody left. We are through two and a half, 4-1. Cougars leading Pacific. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Kevin Sondry steps in as we go to the bottom of the third. Sondry, Glover, and Arakawa. 8-9-1 for Pacific. Cougars lead 4-1 as we play the bottom of the third. And there's a fastball that just got away from Easton Walker. Went over the the shoulder and actually hit him in the shoulder. Went behind him, Sondry. You don't want to walk. You don't want to walk slash hit the lead off after you put up a four spot and take a lead, but uh, that's what happens. So now you have to try to just have a little double play ball and minimize this inning. You really like to put up zeros after you have a you score a run. You need to put up zeros to keep that momentum. Easton Walker now with a runner at first base. Keaton Glover, center fielder. And the first pitch is over for a strike. This specific team, very scrappy. Boy, every time the Cougars would score, they would come right back with a run or two. Back and forth game last night. Cougars in a classic, won it uh, by a score of 11-7 to in 10 innings. A grand slam home run. Pitches uh, down low, one ball and one strike. Well, that was the only inning that they didn't answer us. Even in the ninth, we put up two to take a one-run lead, and they answered with one to tie it. Finally put up a four spot in the 10th, and we were able to shut him down after that. That was the difference. Drew Zimmerman came in, gave up a hit, but uh, retired the Tigers. Klein Family Field here on the campus of uh, Pacific. 
Really nice uh, collegiate ballpark. Here's the 1-1 pitch. As I was saying last night, a great ballpark to watch a game in because you're right on top of the field, much like uh, Larry Miller Field in Provo. Yeah, Not really. a whole lot of foul ball territory and just feel like you're right uh, behind home plate. Good, yeah. good place to also broadcast a game from. Yeah, I love the broadcast booth up here. Two balls, one strike. That pitch is down low, ball three. Why I really love the broadcast booth is because it's air conditioned and 90, 90 <laughs> degrees out there and it feels good in here. We have a window open, so we're getting just enough heat and yep. just enough cool. It's yep. just a, We're trying to make it just perfect for you, Tuck. Yep. I have my window open, but we saw that last night. It just doesn't work. That would have sliced your finger yes, in Yes, it would have. Here's a 3-1. Foul ball down the right field line. Well, Easton already so far in this game just doesn't look as sharp as he normally has. He's already thrown way too many balls when normally he just commands the zone. He's still finding a way right now, but uh, you can tell he's really like just fighting to just compete out there. Three balls and two strikes. Nobody out, runner at first. And here's the pitch from Walker. Ball lined into left field. McIntyre over, makes the catch for out number one. Ball hit hard, but caught by McIntyre, and that'll bring the top of the order. James Arakawa steps in. Arakawa started the game out with a single right up the middle and then eventually ended up scoring in the first inning the lone run so far for Pacific on a single by James Free. It's a hard guy to double off because he can really run. He's a good spray hitter, can hit all, all over the field. Pitch to Arakawa is a fastball. It's up for ball one. When the Cougars get the lead, they are awfully tough to beat. As we mentioned, when the Cougars score in the first inning, they're 11-0 this year. They didn't score in the first, but they did get four big runs in the third. The pitch is over for a strike. Good changeup right there by Walker. Cougars lead the series with Pacific all-time 13 wins, 12 losses. They're 10-6 and six against the Tigers since uh, they both have been in the West Coast Conference. And here is the 1-1 pitch. Ball hit up the middle. Jackson Clef got it. On to second for one. The return to first. In time. Cougars turn their third double play on a fantastic play by Jackson Clef. Dove got it in his glove and then flipped the ball out of his glove to Sue, who threw to first for the out. You're not going to see a better play, a better double play anywhere in baseball. Great play by the Cougars. They get out of the inning. We're through three. 4-1 BYU leading Pacific on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.